Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Power Podcast, your one and only podcast regarding toys and pop culture. I'm back in Trent's toy room, and I assure you I'm not alone. I'm under supervision with Trent. G'day, everyone. How are you going? Ben. G'day, g'day. Frank. Well, hoi, hoi. And we're joined by a very special guest today, Mr. Rob McCallum, who is a master documentary maker. You may be familiar with his work on Nintendo Quest uh, the powers of Grayscale, He-Man and the Master Universe, the um, definitive, well, the definitive story of said franchise, and he is director, writer, producer, editor, and master of all things documentary making. Yay! Hey! hey. Woo! Hey! It sounds way more important and way more illustrious than uh, than who I really am. <laughs> That's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it when I can get it. That is, a, in fact, between. yeah, that is the longest intro anyone has ever got on the show. So kudos for you, Rob. That's sensational. Well, I'll, I'll send my official bio where it's editor of the footage. <laughs> and, and, and so on and so forth. Henceforth shall ever be known. The guy who likes toys. <laughs> hey, and that's not a bad guy to be known as. I yeah. think that's sort of where we're at yep. in, in the us. social ladder at this point in You're time. You're in a very, very good um, setting, believe me. Hey, and just on that, we're going to do the break icebreaker questions now. So, Rob, for you, put yourself back into the shoes of 10-year-old Rob, and we'd love to know, as a 10-year-old, what your favourite movie was. Well, I mean, movies have always been a staple with me growing up. Even now, my wife can't believe how often I will watch the same movie over and over and over <laughs> and over again. And that's just the way I was as a kid, just devouring movies nonstop. I think 10-year-old me, given I was born in 81, was probably fairly obsessed with uh, 89 Batman. Yeah, it probably would have been on VHS exactly. too long. Yeah. Uh, TMNT, the movie would have been on repeat a lot. <laughs> Uh, Dick Tracy. Oh, yeah. Three out of three. So all, all those Robocop and Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. The, the top five. Yep. Nice. Ah, Sensational list. Yeah. Huge. So nice. what was your favorite toy as a 10-year-old or just through your childhood generally? 10-year-old, probably Turtles. Like, hands down, between Turtles and Dick Tracy, because same line, same brand, same kind of hype. They they kind of went well together. I always had the Dick Tracy guys kind of working with the Turtles as the official law enforcement for everything that they were doing. So it was like their personal outreach for, for their activities to try to track down the foot. And the foot would always team up with, you know, Flat Top and, and Big Boy Caprice and whatnot. <laughs> Brilliant. So How good. I... I was really into like the the imaginative, you know, creative play when it came to turtles, and with all those different characters and those different vehicles and stuff, you could really do anything. In my my basement living room, because our like our family room was kind of in our basement, the whole floor was always the kind of like water in the whole sewer place, and we had brick fireplace and different furniture, and that's kind of like where you come out from the water area. But I mean, so many of the turtles' vehicles were aquatic based, right? So you yeah. know, just zoom around and go through there and. I remember one spot was like for the Rat King, and he'd have his, you know, thing there, and he would be with uh, the Rat from Dick Tracy, of course, and they'd be teaming up and whatnot. So the crossover was was just endless. Sadly, for whatever reason, He Man was never really part of that. I think uh, probably because as I was growing up, and we had some familial different shifts, and I left living with my mom and my stepdad, and was raised by my grandparents. They kind of took me in the middle of the night due to some crazy circumstances and i lost all my he-man figures oh, and wow. all of it was sold like within the next two weeks of, of a garage sale unbeknownst to me and we couldn't go back and get the toys so 
Turtles was like me starting fresh again. Yep. Wow. So I had a lot of love for that kind of stuff. Nice. Beautiful. Now, we understand you're a bit of a, uh, a Saturday morning cartoon fan as well, as you suggested. He's got a, for those who can't see, he's just had a bright yellow mug there with a smiley face on it. Um, so <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so here's a bit of a, a, a trick question then. If you could visit Duckburg, where would you go first in Duckburg? Well, I, I want to know why you're asking me this, this question in particular. Is there anything that's feeding this? Uh, uh, there's something that on your Wikipedia page apparently purports to you wanting to visit Duckburg. Wait a second. I actually have a Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. So it could, it, well, it could just g- be the most random comment that bears no resemblance to your interest in any way. But if you are no, familiar okay. with uh, DuckTales... Where would you go? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And it's funny you mention that because in my bio for the last couple of years, it ends with I'm a huge fan with Masters of the Universe, obsessed with all things Jim Henson, and one day I want to visit Duckburg. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's interesting that that's on there. Wow, okay, Wikipedia, there you go. Uh, I'd probably, you know, have to go check out that money bin. I figured that'd yeah. be like the big tourist destination as a guy who lived in Las Vegas. I can only imagine lots of, you know, a lineup towards having your picture taken with the money bin. But if it's about actually experiencing something in Duckburg, you know, uh, no questions asked, kind of like the VIP tour, you got to tuck out, you got to check out McDuck Manor. That's, yeah, that would absolutely. be pretty cool, especially with like the new iteration of DuckTales. That's yep. the, the reboot, the relaunch, where it seems like that treasure trove of adventures past and present. Like, imagine just wandering that place. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, definitely. I'm actually watching it with my uh, my son. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's all of six months old, and he, he, he already knows the theme song. He sort of bops along a little bit. Uh, but the, the writing in this new one is incredible. There was one that's like the season cliffhanger. And I was like genuinely moved to tears. I'm like, this is a kids show and the writing on it is absolutely phenomenal. Of course, they've got an amazing voice cast with, um, what's his name? Doctor Who. David Tennant. That's the one, David Tennant. There's uh, Danny Pudi and a few other people you might recognize on it. Yeah, great, great show. <sighs> All right, but enough yeah, about, about those, that show. How about those Darkwing Duck references? Oh, that Darkwing Duck going. episode. Trent is a big uh, Darkwing Duck fan. I don't believe he's seen that I haven't episode. seen it yet, no. Uh, the ending of it is Oh, there's just... two of them. There's two of there's them. There's a second now, one. Right? So there's the f- there's the first one yeah. where you see kind of the illusions towards what's happening, and then that second one. Yep. Yeah. That's the real deal. The second one is amazing. Oh, Alrighty. Um, now, that that's brilliant, and it's always great to get to know our guests. So thank you so much. Rob, for letting us go through those questions with you. Um, We've got a couple of questions, but the first thing we want to talk about, I mean, this is super, super exciting. We've got the action figure adventure documentary coming up, and this looks like it's absolutely incredible. Mm. The Kickstarter for this is live as we uh, record, basically yep. as we record yep, and yep. as this will go to air. But, but Rob, if you could just tell us a little bit about the genesis of this, what what the story is about and how you came up with the idea and, yeah, a little bit of background about what this documentary will entail. Sure. Well, Action Figure Adventure is a docu-series, which is exciting in its own right that we get to have a whole series of something related to toy collecting and, and pop culture stuff instead of just a one-off 90-minute kind of uh, kick of the can, if you will. An action figure adventure follows one kind of super mega collector guy, like all of us. He's got the disease. He loves to collect <laughs> and acquire and stuff. And I thought, and he's my, my best friend, he's uh, Jay Bartlett. And I thought, what if we could take his collecting uh, prowess and, and really put it to good instead of, you know, we all like to collect for our own reasons, but what if we could collect for the sake of good? And he had been doing charity work with a, with a group out of here called Children's Health Foundation who helps critically and terminally ill children who often visit the hospital and the hospital is a staple of their lives to the extent, you know, where everybody's got to breathe there. These kids got to go to the hospital for checkups and vaccines and, and everything that you can unfortunately imagine. So we said, well, what if we were to collect for them and what if we were to get action figures and put them in the ultimate auction? And oh, wow. auction them Ooh. off, and all the and all the proceeds basically turns into money for them, so that their their programs can kind of live forever. 
And one program in particular is called the Child Life Program, in which they basically have specialists that come in and work with these kids and just let them have fun. So they'll let them like fill up giant syringes that they're used to seeing for medicine, but do it with paint and like just let them spray it wherever they want against a wall. (laughs) Or they'll have different clowns and stuff in there. Basically, it gives them a reason to be happy about going to the hospital instead of just always dreading it. So we had our partner, we had our mission, and then it was just time to hit the road and you know grab some stuff some some great action figures and put it towards the cause and that's action figure adventure so it's the ultimate kind of collecting trip that will actually have the power of action figures improve the life of kids that's what all, more can oh, you do yeah after? you can't ask for much more it's a wonderful cause and, and that's that's an absolutely brilliant uh, idea um, and and where do you go on these adventures? I saw the trailer and it looked like you were in some pretty amazing vintage retro toy stores, comic stores, all those sorts of things. What are some of the places that you're visiting on this adventure? Well, you've nailed it right on the head, as the trailer suggests and depicts as well. Um, <laughs> we're, we we hit a ton of great kind of you know mom and pop retro shops. There's not really too much in the way of franchises, but we live in a pretty fortunate area where this stuff is prevalent in southwestern ontario so jay and i are located about two hours southwest of toronto in a place called london ontario and uh we've got an incredible store here who jumped on as a sponsor the second we kind of told them what we're trying to do so that kind of acted as our hq for all things where we would go out and if we needed to trade something in they'd help us out with credit or or maybe uh, some cash if there was something that out else out there that we wanted to get and along the way, going to all these different mom and pop places like Treehouse Collectibles in Toronto or Bounty Hunter Toys or Cool Stuff Toys or Big Fun in Columbus, Ohio. We'd also get donations and stuff given at us too because people just really want to help the cause. And depending on what the donation is, sometimes it would have a spot for the auction. Sometimes it would just get traded in for something you know bigger to help just kind of keep the cause. And it's, it's pretty cool. And it all essentially started because of Nintendo Quest. So Jay's the, the titular character in Nintendo Quest as well, which if you don't know, sees him go after his dream of owning all 678 licensed uh, North American NES carts. Uh, and I only gave him 30 days to do it. So we hit the road for that. <laughs> Again, going to mom and pop shops, going to swap meets, you know, trading with friends so that he can try to, you know, go after his dream. And that film was all about what are you willing to do to get your dream? How far are you willing to go if you only got one month to do that one thing that you hold above all else? So the film worked out pretty well for us. A lot of people loved it. A lot of people embraced it. And, you know, we've always been searching for how do we do that follow up and what are we going to do? Super Nintendo Quest. Okay, well, (laughs) you know, it it can only be lesser by comparison because it, it would be the same thing over and over again. And do they really want to see a guy? you know in his early 40s collect video games for himself again <laughs> there's there was a it was so easy to poke holes in the concept yeah. for something like yeah. super nintendo quest or a sega genesis quest <laughs> or whatever it is but then our other love being action figures and collecting for kids who need the help it just all of a sudden lined up so it was what worked about nintendo quest if we have a chance to do something different what would it be well instead of 90 minutes let's do a series so we can actually spend a lot more time on the hunt and collecting which is you know most of the fun of the hobby Absolutely. the acquisition is always cool but it's always the story on how we got it yep that sticks with us that we tell people though so let's do that and instead of just one thing like one brand like nintendo action figures gives us a lot more to play with so that's kind of all the different pieces that came together for action figure adventure to happen and his goal in this time it was a lot harder for him to figure out because with nes you have a set number of games like it's kind of done with this he had to decide what he was going after so what is the strategy that you guys kind of would employ which is the mm. question we asked the viewer if they had to create an auction that had to generate interest that had to be noteworthy with the items that are in there that are going to plunk down the most kind of not most money but the most kind of margin so what you can get something for but make yeah. the most profit on So it's Mm. not just about shelling out five grand for one thing and hope that, you know, somebody pays 5,500 because that's only 500 bucks extra. And instead of driving, you know, 10,000 miles to get it, you might as well just donate that because you're spending more money in gas. Mm. So it's, it's a real kind of strategy game too. Cool. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo Quest was sensational. Just Mm. as someone who's, who's watched it a number of times, absolutely adored it. Uh, 
just wondering. Yeah, the, the checks in the mail. The checks. In the mail. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll be telling people where they can buy Nintendo Quest at the end of this episode. <laughs> but, um, what? Which lines? Which action figure lines continue to influence you to this day, bro? Really, kind of everything that's that jumps out. Anything that gets a little bit of buzzworthy that is the thing that kind of grabs my attention. I, I'm probably not as deep into the culture, thankfully for my bank account, <laughs> as, as I could be. Uh, Mythic Legions right now is starting to grab my attention. I was kind of aware of that by the Four Horsemen, but not really so invested in knowing what it is that it, it consumed my shelves, so to speak. But now doing this and getting to know those guys who, of course, sculpted everything for Masters from 2002 and on, it's really cool to see what they've done with their own line and, and their own mythos and whatnot. But anything He-Man, of course, is great. I love the Batman animated series figures that have been out for the last five or six years. Those are great. I really love the NECA 2-pack cartoon-like mm. uh, TMNT figures. Those are great. And the Diamond Select real Ghostbuster figures are really awesome as well. But those are probably the big ones, I think, for me right now. Awesome, nice. awesome. All right, given that you yourself are such a mega fan and these lines and characters, uh, I you know who the blank is and you're pretty, uh, you know, uh, knowledgeable of Dick Tracy of okay, the movie. And first things. of all, I didn't bring it up. <laughs> um, so just in, I was resisting. I was sticking out the sister. Don't bring it up. Yeah. Well, well, for our listeners, anyone that tuned into the episode, I think it was 154, the Trent monologues, um, would have known I told that story about the acquisition of the AFA graded blank, um, and and we and and Rob had listened to that episode, and being the big Dick Tracy fan, it's not often we come across one that you know that Dick Tracy really resonated with. It was one of those short-lived lines, mm-hmm. but you know um, the fact that that Rob was playing with Dick Tracy with Ninja Turtles meant that you know as soon as the blank came up, he knew what it was, and and we talked price, and and I think is that. Is that the price I have to pay to, that we got Rob on yeah, the show? Yeah, that, Am I send, that, I'm that, sending that, that at the end. That's that, much you're yeah, taking right. It's written into yeah. law now. Right. Like at the end of this episode, you've got to ship it off to him, otherwise we, he, we can't air it. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just uh, uh, it's a legal binding contract. That's Senator right. I've just say, uh, I don't like to talk about behind the scenes <laughs> on air. I didn't bring it up. You know, a pound of flesh, nothing more, nothing less. The blank will do. It's the price of doing business. <laughs> uh, well, hey, this is how you get the big names with Wikipedia pages. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> so given, given all that, and you're such a fan of uh, certain categories, how has this influenced and impacted the documentary series, sort of, so to speak? Well, it's really opened my eyes because it forces me to actually pay attention to what's going on and not just gravitate towards those instincts and those gut reactions like oh look at this figure i love it i need to have it it actually gives me pause to say why do i like this so much do i really like this so much Mm. and what else out there might i like more because as you guys know when it comes to being a collector or an enthusiast there's only so much space so while we all would love to have everything that you know catches our fancy uh, seeing all these different toys and the new ones coming out really it's it's like kind of trying to figure out something to watch on TV at night. You know, you sit there scrolling for something that you think yeah. is going to be great. It's kind of like there's so many options with toys and there's only so much space to, you know, to display the stuff. You, you have to kind of be choosy nowadays. And that's a good position to be in for a collector. It's not like we've only got one or two lines that are either ridiculously expensive or completely underwhelming. Like the, the Hasbro Black series for Star Wars, a lot of people are really upset with where they're going. The paint apps aren't that good. They have spelling mistakes on like their, their packaging, which is cool for kind of collectors. But if you want a Luke Skywalker figure and you want to put them on your wall and it's spelt wrong on the package, like that's not good. Mm. Hasbro and you're charging 35 bucks for a figure and they're charging 20 bucks for the three and a three quarter vintage package figures. Yeah. Like, come on. So because there is competition out there and there is so many cool lines to look at and, and kind of get into i think it it's made us as a consumer and fan base a little bit more savvy in what's going on and i think that's only a good thing you can't just rest back on your laurels slap the logo on uh, a piece of plastic and, and think that's going to do the job yeah. at least yeah. that's kind of what i've taken away from it. it it's not enough for something to say masters of the universe or it's not enough to, for something to say batman or ghostbusters to get my money and having visited rancho obi-wan as part of action figure adventure um oh, jealous well that, that, that if that's not the ticket to 
kick, getting onto the Kickstarter right there. <laughs> I don't know what is. That's it. Everyone's like, sold. Yep, I'm in now. <laughs> uh, just to throw it out there, talking with Steve Sansweet, he's showing <sighs> me his collection and he goes, you know, not even Lucasfilm has one of everything for Star Wars. Yep. I believe wow. that. So yep. ju- just think about that, right? Like, so these people that have the completionist mentality, God bless you if it's a line that's, you know, only 13 figures deep or something like Dick Tracy was. Yep. But when it's something that's thousands of figures with, you know, unknown Oof. variants, like not even the people that create the IP have everything, like maybe go easy and make sure you can pay your mortgage for chasing down <laughs> figures. I understand if you've got to buy an expensive figure to get a certain guest on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Nice. Well, look, I think you've already alluded to this uh, a little bit, but uh, you maybe want to expand on it a bit. Uh, To people who don't know the difference between, say, your documentary and shows like The Toys That Made Us and Plastic Crack... How? What would you say is you know the the dif- the key difference between you know yourself and these other sort of toy related shows? Sure. And first, let me just preface all this by saying I think the more out there is the better. Yep. Even yeah. though you know selection overload is, is a problem, I think there still isn't quite enough when it comes to toy culture in particular, exactly. and, and video games for that matter. For us to kind of get you know bogged down by oh do I watch this or do I watch that? I don't know what I'm going to watch. <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure it out. I think, you know, Toys That Made Us is a really great series. Uh, Brian Volkweiss, the creator of it, he's interviewed for Action Figure Adventure. So we went down to his company in L.A. and talked to him about the importance of figures and, you know, how he used to play as a kid. And so he's part of this, which is cool. So it's not like competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His series is a really his series is a really good kind of uh, origin story, a really good kind of seed in the ground and yep. history and how these lines came to be without taking itself too seriously, which makes it digestible for people out there that aren't necessarily kind of into action figures it's a good kind of entryway yep Uh, i haven't seen plastic crack but what i know of it is it really focuses on the collectors in the community and i think that's really cool too and for action figure adventure this really focuses on the culture of collecting and the act of collecting and how you go out to kind of pursue your collection and the stores that are out there and the people that are part of that and really collecting for a cause so Mm. I, I think between all three it's kind of like the the kind of gamut right like yeah, you got the covered, history of these things we kind of focus on on going after and acquiring and i should say we also have segments with the likes of you know tom kalinsky you know brett Schatz, and william benicky who are <sighs> you know designers and brand ambassadors at mattel right now uh like i mentioned steve sansweet we've got yeah. the four horsemen on board we have kevin smith on board as well we filmed with all these guys already and they're talking about stuff, you know, like the first question I asked most people is, are action figures important? And yeah. to hear mm-hmm. the various questions that people or the responses to that question is, is really great. And it paints a picture of the ways in which figures are important. We're doing something to prove that they're important, of course, because they're actually extending or improving the quality of life for critically ill kids. So mm-hmm. it's proven by what we're doing, but to hear these big name kind of folks and, you know, staples of the industry is really important too. And we talk about play sets and play features and, you know, the role of packaging and if it matters, brick and mortar versus online. So it's not just watch again, a guy in his forties go collecting, even though it is for charity and the, and the coolness of going to a different shop and revisiting some of the shops to see if there's anything new mm. that's all there. But we also get to explore the culture within a qualitative sort of sense, instead of just a history timeline. Yeah, Unbelievable. That, that That is fantastic. And that list of guests, I had the pleasure of meeting William Benneke, uh 2011 at Hennessy's for um, Val Staples had organized a get-together for the He-Man.org community, went yep. to that and, and met William there. Lovely guy, chatted to him for about three hours. Uh, um, was fantastic. So can't wait to, to see some of his views. Fantastic. Uh, some great names on that list. That's Oh, I'm just so, I'm so excited. I want to watch it now. <laughs> Rob, as someone who grew up, you know, in the in the 80s and and you know into First the of 90s, all, I haven't grown up. <laughs> someone who was very, around, very good yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's that goes for all of us. Someone that was around and experienced the wonderful eras that were the the 80s and 90s, um, and and had an appreciation of what toys were like in those eras. How do you think the toy industry has changed now? Like the 2020 we're living in that how has it changed both you know for the better and maybe for the worse 
Well, I never really kind of look at stuff as better or worse when it comes to change because change is just change. It depends on how you look at it and what you're trying to take away from it. If you're the kind of guy that reveled in that magical moment as the double doors open magically in front of you and Toys R Us was inside, those days are gone. You know, we don't have the big brick and mortar stores with aisles upon aisles upon aisles of just figures on pegs anymore. That's just not the world we live in. But if you like to look at something and know that you can get it and there's no hassle to it, you can just click a button online. That's the world we live in. So mm-hmm. obviously one of the biggest changes is we don't have the big box stores anymore. We have you know online sites and retailers like Amazon and even Walmart, their footprint for action figures has shrunk a lot. And when you go to Walmart and you look at action figures, they're mainly for this new thing called the adult collector. Who is that? It's not. They the, sound like really cool kind guys. Of adult collector. It's not those kind of toys. Toy. <laughs> it's a different kind of toy with different points of articulation for different <laughs> uh, interchangeable hands and heads, whatever you need. Batteries um, not included. Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 14 plus, please. Maybe 18 plus. Um, yeah, so there, there's a lot of there's a lot of difference on, on where you can get your figures and, and how you get them. And I think, I mean, when you look at the figures themselves, um, there's a lot less play features, it seems. Even the stuff that is targeted towards kids, like the Fortnite figures or mm. the Minecraft figures. Again, another big trend, creating figures for the main media that kids use, of course, video games instead of cartoons which is mm, yeah that's I think point. we all grew up yep another big trend um there's not a lot of play features on on those characters so it's not like the karate chop or like you know the running arms or the or the wings that flap it's just here's the figure here's his accessories that's it or it's mm. about blind boxes now you know you yep. look at stuff yeah. like lol or you know fancy food or all these different things that you don't know what you're buying and that's kind of like the new mystery and that's the new surprise we used to just walk into the store and be like oh my god i didn't know this was out this is cool and now it's like now you have to buy something and hope that you get your thing in there and that's the fun of collecting as well too right so even when you buy that stuff online you buy a case of it you don't know what you're getting so that that's kind of fun so those are the different ways that things have changed of course price plastics have gone way up in cost Mm. um you know, th- there's a lot of different ways. I don't know that it's good or, or that it's bad. I just think that it is. And as a collector, I firmly believe it's a bit of a disease. You will find <laughs> the thing that you need to do to scratch that itch. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not yeah. wrong. So true. And, and I hear you on not growing up, man. I um, often identify as a child of the 80s stuck in an, in an adult's body trapped in the year 2020. <laughs> But um, so, just wanted to ask you what the what the differences are between making productions like, say, Power of Grayscale and Nintendo Quest, which, as you said, were were um, ninety minute featured documentaries versus a episodic series like um, like action figure adventure. A lot, a lot of difference. I mean, uh, despite action figure adventure being a you know spiritual successor in a way to nintendo quest because of all the similar elements there, there's a lot of different things that go in and power grayskull you know hats off to my collaborators on that from definitive film who of course did the excellent turtle power documentary as well and they've got a conan documentary and they're working to create a shenmue documentary if you guys know that video game franchise and of course they've done crystal calls which is a look at the dark crystal series on netflix they really like to do the deep dive history stuff. That, that's their bread and butter. So when we decided to do Power of Grayskull together, it was to fit their format uh, because they're building that brand. I wanted to do a He-Man documentary and I had approached Isaac, the DP and a producer with them who also does a lot of their production design. I said, hey, I love Turtle Power. We should do a He-Man kind of like that. So that was kind of like the conceit going into it. It's not really my MO. I like to do documentaries that feature a current kind of story that's unfolding now that we can kind of follow in front of cameras yep. while looking back at uh, history or other points of, of, of interest. So you can see that in Nintendo Quest, you can see that in Missing Mom, you can see that in video game box art, uh, my new series on the illustrators who've done all the gaming covers. Uh, you can see that in my documentary on heavy metal band Kitty, you know, looking back at their yeah, 20 year the, history. The, the, band. the old girl, girl band, yeah. So actually, my wife was one of the original members of oh, Kitties. Wow. Is that right? Oh, oh. 
I've got a couple of their CDs from back in the day. I was, uh, yeah, a um, big fan. So, wow. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. Golly yeah. gosh. Congratulations. Yeah, and they, for, for the after party for that documentary, they did a reunion show featuring members from their various lineups, and we filmed that, and that's out there too. But, yeah, no, my, my wife, Tanya, she was the OG bass player, and, and we met on that project, which was really cool. And then a couple of years later, we our respective marriages went away, and we kind of found each other, and – she does voiceover for me now on different projects. She's probably going to be doing voiceover and stuff on action figure adventure as well. And we've got a podcast together now called the Mouthcast, which we just talk about, you know, pop culture stuff back and forth. So that's been cool. Um, but you know, I like to do the story that's unfolding. So when you're doing that, it's a completely different setup than just doing a bunch of interviews. So power of Grayskull is largely uh, sit down interviews mixed mm -hmm. with archival footage and finding that spine that kind of ties it all together. Nintendo Quest and Action Figure Adventure, the spine is the journey, right? So we're following yep. Jay in both cases from A to B, kind of picking the best stuff that happens for entertainment value, of course, and showing kind of the best progress and evolution, what he's undergoing through this as well, but stepping away when we need to. So he'd be like, oh, Boulder Hill, that's that's incredible. I've always wanted that. So we might cut to a segment on play sets or, or, or a segment on mask or, you know, short-lived 80s lines or something like that so that there is a there's a motivation for it and the aspect of production is completely different when you've got to be have a mobile kind of team to capture anything that can happen on the fly because essentially jay's outside he doesn't get to go in the stores i go in the store with the team i'm like okay we're gonna set up we're gonna kind of move this way and follow him and be prepared if he goes this way we've got to do this and do this it's a it's a lot to manage and even mm. from nintendo quest to action figure adventure we went from one and two cameras to two and three and a little bit more sometimes depending on, on the nature of the hunt and where we are. And, you know, going from 2k to 4k footage and everything is just stepped up going handheld to gimbals. And mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes into shooting anything as it unfolds for better or worse. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So uh, what would you like to say to those on the fence about jumping onto the Kickstarter? There is no one on the fence right now. <laughs> if you're on the fence, Need we say any more? But defense okay, has been him. flattened. Defense has been mowed down. It's by gone, Everybody right? going yeah. to hit the Kickstarter. But if you're right on the now. fence, it must be awfully uncomfortable. Sitting there. <laughs> well, it's it's but, definitely green light, so that's yeah. a that's a bonus for anyone uh, thinking about it. So uh, they, they, you know you're going to get a product regardless. Yep. So yeah, that's I, a huge. Bonus. I think you know, Plastic Crack is a good example where it got delayed in other regions around the world. It's still not mm -hmm. available in Canada, for example. Not to my oh, knowledge, wow. it may be on Vimeo up here, but I'm not sure. Um, so first of all, you can get a digital copy that's super affordable for the 10 episodes, right? I think it's 15 bucks US for 10 episodes. Most people are paying 15 bucks digitally for a two hour film, let alone, mm -hmm. you know, four and a half hours of kind of collecting goodness. Yep. Uh, you also get the bonus features for the next tier up. If you want it on physical media, you know, you can get a four disc set at this point. There's a three disc Blu-ray and we un unlocked a stretch goal for a fourth disc. So that is a lot of great content to kind of consume, whether you're hearing extra interviews from, you know, Brian Flynn of Super 7 or Steve Sansweet from Rancho Obi-Wan or even Pixel Dan's, you know, unedited interview, you know, might make it on there. So you're going to get a lot of stuff that you're not going to get just because we've sold it to broadcast. And we don't know yeah. that it's going to broadcast everywhere in the world either. Mm. It's sold in Canada only right now. Mm. Who knows where it's going to be? This is your chance to kind of get on early that's that's the soft pitch right if you like collecting you're gonna love this if you like nintendo quest just go on there now and back it because it's everything nintendo quest was good at and then a ton more um if you like action figures this is definitely going to be a nice homage and, and a love letter you, you got to do it now the hard sell is if you're really on the fence and you're a stickler you know support the stuff that you want to see as uh kind of an enthusiast if you like action figures there's not a lot of stuff out there like i said mm -hmm. toys and made us okay it's on netflix you don't gotta do too much to support that plastic crack amazon prime from what i can tell e again easy to do this you know we're, we're slowly rolling out but like you said it's not about supporting the kickstarter will it get made it's getting made yeah. unfortunately legal contract signed <laughs> <laughs> It's it's broadcast November November first, twenty twenty. It has to get out the door for better or worse. No, nice. oh, that's fantastic. I, I'm I mean just being in this conversation right now. I'm super excited, yeah. super pumped. Can't it's wait just, to see it. And 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 you're right, Rob. Like you can count really on your hand or hands if you push it. The sort of 
documentaries out there that focus on action figure collecting mm-hmm. as a thing. And, you know, I, I there's just not enough to tide me over. Like, yep. I, I can, uh, you know, so a lot of people are like that. You know, in a saturated market in TV, well, the action figure space, you know, people are just holding out for everything that comes out. One. So yeah. I think there's definitely the appetite from, from the market to just consume this and, and all the goodness, all the... I mean, the, the the format sounds incredible, you know, in terms of following the journey of the collecting because that's super exciting. I know sort of Jordan Hembro did a little bit of that in his Toy Hunter. Yep. But then tying that into all these great interviews and, and all that, you know, that, that mar, you know, see Boulder Hill and, and get yeah. into a mass yeah. discussion. Oh, that's... I just... I think it's a great Toy format. Toy Hunter's great. I like Toy Hunter great, but it's like, okay, you get excited for one episode. <clears throat> you watch the 20 minutes and then it's like the next episode by design is like, okay, it's the same thing same over format. and over and over yep, yep. again. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they're all standalone pieces. He's got to go out. He's got to find an attorney for somebody, <laughs> whatever. And that's cool. And believe me, we had those chats when we were trying to figure this out for us, but we really like the overarching goal, the serialized approach that every episode builds on itself. Yeah. yeah and if you sure. want to, depending on who picks it up, you know, if you want to binge watch it, which you can do as a Kickstarter backer, because it's all going to drop together, we imagine. You know, you'll have access to watch episodes one through 10. You get to kind of see the sense, the ups and downs, and you'll know what it's like as a collector to kind of go through that. Except for it won't cost you as much, because you get to see somebody else kind of kind of struggle. <laughs> and uh, For specifics, just so you guys know, because we haven't talked about it too much in the campaign, because people either get it or they don't. You know, Jay's got a budget of, of 5000 American dollars that he's putting forth of his own money for the cause. And his goal is to get 10 unique items for this auction. Again, right. so you start playing the game. You know, yeah, what are yeah. the 10 items would I would it? get if I only had $5,000, assuming I can find them in a store? Now, for Nintendo Quest, we said no online purchases. This is not that. But he wants to make sure that he has his best chance to get the most kind of savings, which is a lot easier to do in person than it is to do online. Yep. And you got to be able to look at the figures, right? Like you mm. can't just hope and pray that something comes in the mail and it's exactly as it describes, because I'm sure we've all been burned mm. at least <laughs> once by mail order figures. Sadly. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Just a, a question on the fly, mate. If you could, uh, if the, if time, space and money and all that was irrelevant and you could get, you could make the film or documentary of your dreams, where would you go with that? What, What's the what's your ultimate dream project? No limits. I honestly think I honestly think I'm doing it. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, I think nice. action figure adventure is is really close to what I love doing, and I'm doing another project as well that I haven't been able to announce yet due to legal reasons, which will be lifted soon. It which will be hugely. It'll go over huge in Canada, not so much other parts of the world because of the the content but that has been a real special project that we've been shooting in tandem when we're not shooting action figure adventure and between the two of them I th- for the first time in my life i'm not really looking forward to like oh what am i going to do next what am i going to do yep. next i've cool. got another project that we're going to announce at PowerCon probably um so there's a con- connection there with teasers mm-hmm. um okay. mm-hmm. but i, I really love action figure adventure fellas and you know we could do multiple seasons of this and just you know be able to pay the bills as as creators you know (laughs) we're in the hole doing this we're not making any money even with our uh, our sale in canada we we're we're not breaking even but we love it and we're helping people and when you see the look on kids face yeah when you tell them that you're doing something for them like it it eats you up inside because you want to do more like jay says you know you want to save them all. You wish you had the power of He-Man to kind of take that burden off them. And, you know, we're not, you know, martyrs. and We're not doing a huge, you know, better the heavy lifting. Mm. But doing good feels good. Yeah, right? absolutely. Oh, look, I have if to... I have that, to... then why not? Yeah, look, mm. quick quick little anecdote. And this is, uh, I, I, again, I'm, I'm bound by legal restrictions, Rob. I, I feel your pain, but... Um, I, I managed to uh, be involved in filming a, a television show myself, and uh, it's it's a show that will appeal to all audiences, but in particular children. And um, we had uh, some members of uh, a foundation here in Australia called the Starlight Foundation, which is very similar to the cause you're supporting in in Canada, Rob. Um, terminally ill or sick children uh, that can you know make a wish, and one of their wishes we we had a couple of boys come on set and their wish was to come on set and see us 
yeah, oh, in action. Wow. And uh, I'm getting quite emotional just sort of talking about it. But the expressions on their faces, I'll never forget mm. because they were so yeah. ecstatic. The smile that was from ear to ear, like literally that, that yeah. ear to ear smile as they came around, as, they, as we talked to them, as they saw what we were doing. You, you can't put a price on that. And I think at its heart, the fact you're doing something in that space, you know, going to the hospitals for a program that helps these kids disassociate hospital from the, the pain it can cause yeah, and bring yeah. that fun. That is, mm. that is priceless. And you, I can't even imagine the families, you know, the impact that that has and, and the, the, the gratefulness they have for those sort of programs. So that's a wonderful cause. And, and I definitely get the sentiment uh, that, you know, you probably almost can't express sort of in words that, that that brings even, you know, for whatever small part we play in these things, it's sort of one of those things you probably never forget. You got to do it right. Like you don't, I mean, I'm a parent of two. I don't know if you guys have have kids, but when your kids need something, you instinctively just do something to to comfort them. Mm. And when you become a parent, and even when you're not, there's still that feeling when you see a child in distress, like you need to do something to help. I think that kind of gets amped up a bit when you're a parent because it sucks seeing your own kids in stress. But Jay doesn't have kids, and he, you know response to that kind of stuff right away mm. you know i'm surprised that they wanted to be on set with you did they not know you had the blank because they may have changed that <laughs> <laughs> like oh wait a second the blank can i change my wish <laughs> Trent, i'll just say that i have a wish I <laughs> don't say it out li- loud or it might not come true okay, so, uh... <laughs> so you if money and time and space weren't an issue, season two, action figure adventure, the Trent monologue resume <laughs> and the blank becomes part of things. There you go. Um, I tell you what, like if you are doing a season two, you know, Come don't don't forget Come your friends down. down here in Australia. We'll we'll take you around to all the all the places that we know. Um, you'll be our VIP guest, so and and maybe a certain tour. Well, hey, yes. <laughs> I would I would love to do that. You would have to convince my counterpart Jay to get on a plane. For anybody that's seen Nintendo Quest, you know that's one of his big phobias. Yes. Ah. That said, I am that guy that pushes his buttons, and I've been needling him just a little bit, saying, you know, Jay, if you have a chance to really help kids and really go the distance, who can't do it for themselves time to get on a plane yeah Ooh, absolutely That's nice um, maybe uh, there's an opportunity for him to come on toy power for us to expand <laughs> with jay about the possibility of you guys coming down well i mean if it's in the budget right like we'll go <laughs> kind of anywhere that that makes sense financially that we can do australia is a pretty big jaunt for us yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some, some never say never no some people in uh, the u.s don't believe we actually exist yeah. So they yeah, think, they think we're New Zealanders. I think so. Yeah. Which is oh. New Zealanders are kind of like the nicer versions of us, really. <laughs> yeah. When so you like break the, it the down. Canadian versions of you guys. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. much. I completely get it now. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. When I can get a hold of the Wiggles and do a documentary, on them, <laughs> I'll be in Australia. Well, you, you better be quick, because one of them had a heart attack the other day. So uh, they're, I they're, saw they're Greg trying Page, to, but yeah. again, parent, I know the Wiggles like inside. Out. I'd love <laughs> to do a documentary on the Wiggles. I'm just saying. I think that would be great. Nice. <laughs> that, that is fantastic. We we have sort of wrapped on our official questions, but I just throw it open. Like, is there any anything else anyone wants to sort of bring up while we've got Rob on the line? I wish we almost had... I kind of want to bring something oh, up. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, you guys. Yeah. I'm going to take over now. This is a, this is a guest takeover. <laughs> and I want to ask each one of you, and it's going to get harder as we go, and I'll let you guys determine the order to come up with a different reason why you're interested in action figure adventure and why you guys want to back it or why people should back it. So whoever wants to start gets the easiest well, shot because right, the next that... person can't say the same thing. <laughs> uh, right, jumping right. in, jumping okay. in. So I'm, uh, I love consuming anything uh, action figure media-wise and things, and I think your property, uh, the fact that we can see it, a phys- get a physical disc and see it as soon as it goes to air, uh, wherever it may be over in the uh, Canada or US and things because that was um, as much as I loved Plastic Crack that was the biggest uh, downfall of their series is How that get it. we couldn't watch mm. it we didn't watch we didn't see it uh, for a, actually a year later and by then it was old news but to us it was brand new 
And uh, as um, as much as I love that show, it's awesome to be to feel part of the rest of the world again. You know, to actually get a physical disc and actually be able to, we could have a um, a watch party. Absolutely, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. for t- toy power and things, and even uh, other people that um, aren't super into the scene, we can say, hey guys, check this out. You know, we can like plug it and. Uh, let other people borrow it and things. I just think a physical media is going by the wayside. And I think that you guys uh, are doing the absolute best thing by releasing this uh, thing. And then, you know, five years down the track, we can still get it out, dust it off and watch it again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I just if, uh, it's a bit like our toy collecting. We do like the physical presence. So, <laughs> yep. yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah. Yep. Frank, over to you. Yeah. yeah, look, I'd probably say for me... Um, and what you've described, Rob, is the, the the humanity factor in this, right? You you look at um, toys that made us, and as you said, that's very much a, a, a history for anyone who knows anything about the brands. Plastic Crack is very much focused on the collectors themselves, and and that was that was a, a bit of a surprise to me when I first watched it. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. I was expecting, I guess, to that point, you know, something similar to the toys that made us. So, and yours feels like the next evolution of that. Um, Without going into too much detail, I you talk about kids in hospital. I've, I've been through that. Um, and so to hear what you're doing gets gets right to the core of me. And, and I know a lot of friends who, you know, they, they look at my collection and go, yeah, cool, it's not, their, it's not their thing and that's fine. But knowing my thing and knowing what I've been through, they would just about sign on to this because yeah. they'd be like, this is this is the the fact that it's you know the whatever dollars they throw at the Kickstarter that's helping kids. Uh, I just think that's that's amazing. So yeah, that would be that would be my angle yeah. for that. Now beautifully said, Frank. And and to echo because what Ben and Frank have said are, are very strong in what I'm feeling. I want to echo that, but I want to go somewhere new now with with what I say, and that is um, the fact that you know you're following Jay on the journey is is incredible. And I think going into all those stores seeing stuff seeing the experience and seeing you know, I'm just intrigued what are the 10 items like that margin mm, question yeah. you know today in today's market where kind of everyone knows the value broadly those margins are going to be tight I'm just fascinated by how he's going to do that so that's really got me but the, the list of guests you have mentioned mm. are all people I want to hear more from and see more about so you've I mean you know, I know all those names I know yep. all those names that are mentioned they're all people some of them some of them I've met um, but I want to see those stories. I want to see those interviews. Obviously, we had Brian Flynn on the show. Yep. Always love seeing him. Pixel Dan, huge fan. Bill William Benneke, as, as I said. Um, that, that, for me, is just insane. Wrapped around this journey about, you know, doing this for a great cause mm. and those 10 items. I, I, I'm so excited. <laughs> Darren, well, I appreciate last. it, guys. That, 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 that'll get me through the week so far, but Darren... <laughs> <laughs> There is so many to reasons. really sell it. I can get through the next week now. This has been a good confidence booster, a good pep talk. But Darren, I need to get to the next week. Bring yeah, it home. Yeah, Bring yeah, it yeah, home. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, no I pressure. Sell this. No pressure at all. I might even surprise a few people in this. Stick the landing. Sorry. There's there's about a hundred reasons. I'll try to drill down to about two or three of them because I know we only have so much time. But no, we've got time for all one. <laughs> Unlimited time. Your that was your number, not mine. <laughs> number one. Counting down to the top hundred reasons to back action figure adventure. So number one is your track record. Uh, Nintendo Quest and the uh, power of Grayskull, the definitive history of He Man and the Master Universe. I feel like I've got a sense of the kind of product I'm getting because you made such good products in the past, so I feel very comfortable. Number 99. <laughs> yeah, with that. Um, I love action figures. I can't get enough of, um, I guess, you know, seeing toys on um, on television screens or in toy rooms or anywhere, really. But just, you know, just just seeing seeing that. And the, the thrill of the chase, as you talked about, you know, we, we've all been, been there and done that. And I, I just think, you know, seeing that, archived for one of a better term and and having that as a historical piece I think is going to be fantastic and and as much as I hate the word the collector in me loves the idea of actually having a physical tangible product in my collection that I can point to and say this is what you know this is part of my collection so I feel really good about that but the, the other thing is 
what you're doing. The cause, um, the cause is is actually um, near and dear to my heart as well. Not not everyone in this room knows knows about this. Um, Trent might, but um, I actually um, lost a really close friend to me to illness when we were children growing up, and seeing what she and her family went through, and and what everyone around us went through, um, I I absolutely feel that 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 I have a sense of the the value of what what um, what you you guys are out there achieving you know and it's different to Frank's experience and I'm not trying to to, to sort of match that or, or anything or or you know um, I'm just trying to sort of say you know we're all touched by different things in different ways and and I think you know this is a really significant thing that you're doing and you can't under underplay that. I don't think um, without discrediting, you know, the good work that you are doing. I mean, this is making a, a real difference. Just, just stepping up and saying, we think we can help. We can, we can do something for you. I mean, just saying we want to. I think is such a powerful statement to be making. That you know that that is he man. You, you talked about Jay wanting to be he man and lift up. Just standing up and saying, you know. We may not be able to do what we what we would want to do, but we're going to do everything we can. I mean, to me, that is, re- you know, yeah. you, you can't top that. That's that's the best of humanity right there. Oh, I want to take the piss out of you so bad, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's that's just quite, just that's, you're going to say I was 96 short. <laughs> <laughs> say, okay, number 91, let's go. <laughs> And also, just to uh, jump on to the, uh, something else as well, I just want to see what's uh, out there in, in physical bricks yep. and mortar toy stores. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, we've we've got a few good toy, really good toy stores here in um, Oz, but what, what's the West, what are you guys seeing over that side of the world? Like, you know, and it might not be the Holy Grail item that will be, um, you know, one of the auction pieces. It might be the 10 things behind it. Oh, look, there's a whole... Like almost a complete series of sectors mm. in the background. We, we never and, see those and, here. Yeah. yeah, or look, yeah. or look, there's a. That's look, actually look that. been a lot of fun editing yeah. the footage because, like, as we're, as we're sitting there shooting, I can't exactly do too much shopping, and I'm kind <laughs> of, you know, stuck with what Jay's looking at. And while the cameras go down, don't worry, we take a little lap to see what we can buy for ourselves nice. as well. And Jay's Jay's torn between what he wants to get for himself and what should be for the auction. That budgets are completely separate of course but he, he gets some cool pickups but looking at the footage it's like how did we miss this or look at that, that before it's, it's like, like let's oh go my back God, now we gotta go back <laughs> well, i happened to catch um in your trailer actually the migo general lee for the three and three quarter inch uh jigsaw hazard line which happened to be my very first action figure line as as a child so you know i'll be keen to to sort of see how that pops up. In you're you're going to be watching every episode on like freeze frame. Freeze like, right. just, I want uh, that. Yeah. I want that. I want that. <laughs> I already know there's going to be a lot of pause value in it. I think I know who made the Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh, I'm not that talented, I assure you. Uh, now, Rob, I, I just have to say, from on behalf of everyone, they might say a quick word, but thank you so much for taking the time out of your morning. I, I know, mm. I believe you got up at some ungodly hour, like 4.30 a.m. over there in Canada to join us. And this has been one of my favourite interviews that I've done on Toy Power. It's been so rewarding and I've had so much fun. And I'm just so moved by this this documentary. And, and I hope the listeners get a sense of, of what this is going to be and... and how epic I think mm. this this series will be. So thank you so much for coming on Toy Power and wishing you all the best for the success of this project and and the other one that uh, you, you haven't been able to mention. TBA, but yeah, yeah and, and we're all tuned into PowerCon to, to hear some more news. So Rob, thank you so much for coming on and all the best for for Action Figure Adventure. Oh, thank, thanks, man. I really appreciate you guys having me. And I kind of posted on Facebook before I jumped on. Whatever the project is, there's seemingly always one Australian podcast that I have to do. <laughs> so it's just, it's just become like rite of passage to like, okay, at some point I'm getting up at like four 30 in the morning to jump onto a 5 a.m. podcast. <laughs> that and, is and so talk cool. with some people, but whatever. It, and you know, I'm, I'm glad it was you guys this time around. I was, was just going to say, make sure, good. make sure we're a regular one. We'd love to have you back. Rob. Um, you have been a fantastic sure. guest. Here's the other thing I'll do too, guys. Right now, according to Kickstarter, I've only got three backers from Australia, okay? 
I know there's four of you here. No pressure. <laughs> I think uh, that if if we hit five backers from Australia, if we hit just five, so we just need oh. two more backers from Australia, which means you know, you, if one of you guys kick in to make it four plus <laughs> one listener, just one listener, and this is no pressure. If this happens, then I'm going to give you guys some digital codes that people can redeem, and maybe I'll be able to send you any, like at least one or two Blu-rays to give out oh, in the wow. future oh. when it's all printed. Oh, wait, wait, oh. we got to hit five. We got to hit five backers. We got to smash. We, we got to smash that. I want to get. I want to get fifty. I'd be, I'd, to be honest, I'd be disappointed if after this goes to air, if we don't have fifty, it, yeah, fifty Australian backers. We've got till Thursday. We're, we're getting. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Okay, now that's, this is our got our challenge back to you is we're going to get you fifty. We're getting fifty Australians. Fifty Australian backers. We're going to do it. It's on. Trick. Oh, um, that would be more than what we got gonna... in Canada, so that would be great. <laughs> you know, Trent, it's not okay to sign your kids up to Kickstarter, that... right? That doesn't count. <laughs> but, uh, how can we know our listener base? Yeah. Right? And this is going to just be a, not, not to talk it up, but just a fraction of our listener base. Sure. Right? The, the, I you, think you would can... be, come on. You've yeah. heard what we've heard. This yeah. is, this is, Absolutely. Now, I'm, I'm confident. 50. All right. Based on All right. what we've heard now. Yep. We're going for 50. Okay. Right? That's our goal. You hear us out there. That's, that's the challenge. Now yeah. Here's the deal I'll make. Oh, oh, here we go. The challenge to Trent is what happens if we don't get the 50? What's Trent going to... Now, let's talk positive. What's, what, is, <laughs> what are we going to get if we Sorry, get 50? Rob. Well, we know what gets added to my collection. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> there it is. And that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right, Rob, uh, where can... Here's the deal. If, oh, if we get 50 or remotely close to 50, uh-huh. okay... I know that shipping to Australia is expensive and sometimes there's custom duties plus the actual cost of some of these discs. You know, the three disc one is $60 American. It isn't cheap. Mm. I understand. Plus I think it's 20 bucks shipping. So guys are in for 80 bucks for anybody that wants like a three, it'll be a four disc Blu-ray because of our stretch goals. If we just get 50 backers, even if it's on the digital side, I will get some discs sent to you so that you guys can give away some discs as part of a kind of just a promo for you guys to do. So if we oh, get that's... even just digital backers, because it's a little bit more affordable and Hey, I understand. I wish it was cheaper on our end, but yeah. we're doing a super small run. <laughs> but if we get some digital backers from Australia and I'll know where they are. Cause right now, again, I can see every city and where people are coming from and who's backing where, if we get close to 50 backers, I'll send some discs. So your listeners will have a chance to win with whatever way that you want to kind of give those discs away. I'll make sure that they they get they get a chance to kind of upgrade their their pledge if no. they don't already back. That's uh, super yeah, super thank generous. You. Thank, thank you so much, Rob. And and I think challenge is on. We can we can shoot our own mini docu series going for the fifty. Oh. And, and you know, just like a little on, on mobile camera, like nothing professional. And uh, <laughs> so this is see this how is we go. Kick, Kickstarter quest oh, is or kick, something. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. It. all right, let's do that. <laughs> all right, uh, Rob. Where can everyone find you on social media? Where yeah. Uh, my Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Rob McZob. I'm also on Facebook. You can go to robmccallumfilms.com, although I haven't updated my site in any you know, reasonable <laughs> time. But those are the best ways to get me Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my Facebook is largely to, to friends, but I do have my company page there, facebook.com slash robmccallumfilms. Or, of course, facebook.com slash actionfigureadventure. Uh, if you want to know more about the series as well, we've been posting a lot of uh, in the moment on the hunt uh, screen grabs from what's going on the last couple of days. And we also did a spotlight on a number of our participants and that'll be growing. We'll be adding a lot of GI Joe folks to it. When we go to Joe fest, we meet with Ron Rudad and Sergeant Slaughter and we are, we're hoping to get some time with Larry Hama as well. Wow. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're, we're, we know a lot of Joe fans in, in our toy power so-called you know, listen to our show. So they'll, they'll be ecstatic to hear that. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rob. I know Trent's already said it, but thank you, thank you again, uh, not only for coming on the show, but for being such an awesome guest while you're here on the show. We would love to have you back at some point um, to talk about even sure. just ha- how how things went, you know, ha- how this turned mm, out, and out, and yeah. ha- how you're feeling about the finished product, and and we'd, we'd love to to share our thoughts with it as well. We we really can't wait to see where all this goes. Okay, let's let's not cross lines here. I don't care what you guys think. I don't care at all what you guys think about my series. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. Uh, like, I know. We're this was going we're so good. What happened? We're struggling. <laughs> yeah, for, um, no, we're struggling for relevance. We know that. <laughs> One day, I assure you, um, five stars from Toy Power will actually mean something. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, but in the meantime, just humorous. <laughs> Pretend it Oh, matters. I'd love to come back and talk over and over again, guys. Why not? <laughs> what else am I going to do at four in the morning? <laughs> so true. And then that, that in of itself just shows everyone how awesome Rob has been. So please, um, if you if you want to thank him, as Trent said, you know, help us ratchet up to 50. Big 5 just, just, Here just, we go. Um, just, yeah, if you're not living in Australia, just put your home addresses. Yeah. <laughs> I just realised <laughs> most know? of our listeners are in the US, so yeah. I, I've <laughs> oversold our Australian yeah. presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just... most of our listeners, and that's why I said shh, but, um, because they're mainly Americans that listen to us. But, okay, hey, well, look, I'll, if... I'll give you a caveat then. I'll give you a caveat. Right now, as of this recording... Uh, it's Saturday morning and we've got about five days ago. We have 134 backers, so not a terrible amount of backers. But if we get to the 200 level, then I'll still kind of make good on that deal. But I'm hoping to see 50 from Australia. Yeah, we would love to see challenge accepted. That would show that would show the world that Australia exists. (laughs) (laughs) It's undeniable proof (laughs) and evidence. (laughs) And as um, as people said here, if um, if you're not from Australia, just send it. Just put my uh, my post office box address. (laughs) I don't care. I'll I'll look after your blue race. You will get 25 copies. Sure. (laughs) Sounds good. On on that note. Thank you again, Rob. And we will... So thanks, everyone, for tuning in yeah. to this episode. We've had so much fun. And a big shout-out to our patrons. And the chat on the Discord is always first class. It's just gone off the chart. Yeah. So loving that. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And we will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review otherwise we just assume we're awesome we are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people want to learn more go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but good. Yeah.